the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock, start the kickback And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Your co-host, the Cowboy. We are heading into week 14 of the NFL season. Joined, as always, by John D'Amato. John, how goes it? Awesome, awesome. Uh, I got the beautiful Christmas card from a Senior and the Misses, uh, so all's right in the world, I got the one yesterday from uh, the mayor of Rhode Island uh, on his birthday uh, celebration. Uh, so, uh, birthday week for the boss. Uh, so everything's good for us here. Very good, John. Well, don't expect any more. We'll just say that we we're, we're not we, we 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 don't send them. So <laughs> okay, I'll just Merry Christmas. Consider that the card. Right that's there. fine. That's fine. Is with senior worked for the post office for so long i didn't want to inundate them any more than they already are at this time of year uh, i was happy to hear that they're doing their job and they got it there in a timely manner john <laughs> I heard it's really gone downhill since about three years ago <laughs> what he didn't say is he put it in the mail november 15th <laughs> just kidding senior how go how, how goes it oh it's going great over here um being the positive guy that I always am, I just want to start with on a positive note. If you remember a few weeks ago, I started the show with three things that you can count on. I want to build on that today and start four things that you can always count on. The original three, death taxes and the Pats beating the Jets on the gridiron. And also <laughs> the fourth, the Friars beating URI on the hardwood. Four things oh. in the world you can always count on. <laughs> Life we is go. good. We're uh, we're appealing to a real niche part of the audience there. So here, <laughs> it's, a, it's a college basketball reference, local college basketball reference for those who don't know. The Providence College Friars. That is the team that that we uh, we we cheer for. They have a heated rivalry against in-state rival. I was going to say powerhouse. It's not the, not the case. Uh, URI. Classic. Powerhouse college URI this year. URI looks like the, uh, you know, the equivalent of the Texans of college <laughs> basketball. So it's nothing, nothing to, to really brag about, but it is always nice to get that victory. So, guys, we're recording here on Friday which means the last game that was on was Thursday. And this is one that we normally wouldn't have even really talked about yet. The five and seven Raiders heading to SoFi to Los Angeles to take on the three and nine Rams. Real, really kind of, kind of a Thursday night special game. Tough not to see the Ra- <laughs> tough not to see the Raiders winning the game. It was a real slog, just boring. The Rams couldn't get anything done at all on offense, even though, you know, they did pick up Baker Mayfield midweek. He uh, he came in after the first series of the game, looked very much like Baker Mayfield until about three minutes left, at which point we had our second in as many games 
second comeback of 16, 16 to three in the last three minutes where the team that was behind in the home team won the game 17, 16. This was even more improbable than the, uh, than what the bucks did in that on Monday night in that this was Baker Mayfield and they got the ball back. They got the ball back with under two minutes left, no timeouts on the on their own two yard line, and need, needing a touchdown to win, even against the Raiders. Bit of a joke of a defense. How could anyone think this was possible? The odds must have been astronomical, but Baker went out there and Baker did it. And I, to me, it was a very much a feel good a feel good moment. People try to make it more than it is. Baker's back. Baker's this. Baker's that. I, I don't think he's any different than he was yesterday morning. But this was a, a nice moment for a guy that hasn't had a lot of them and has been um, ridiculed a bit. And a nice moment for a team that has had just the year from hell. So kudos. Kudos to Baker. Kudos to the Rams. John, that Raiders, hey, maybe they'll make the playoffs thing we talked about last year, uh, last week, totally up in smoke, as deserved. I mean, this is about as bad a loss as you can possibly have. Um, Baker Mayfield in the postgame interview openly questioned why <laughs> why they were playing press man coverage with the from the 25 yard line with 15 seconds left when the, the Rams had no timeouts. Just an ugly thing for the Raiders, but congrats to Baker. John Sr., would you like to add anything there? Well, what was the other thing that was pretty cool about it was if you were listening to the broadcast, Al Michaels and Herb Street were going on and on the whole game about how the this is it. The Raiders have got it together. Josh, they finally bought in and, and Derek Carr is finally comfortable in Josh McDaniels' system, and the Raiders have something that's going to last here. And then to have it end with, you know, they've been the masters of blowing big leads this year. To have it end the way it did was kind of <laughs> – and also with Derek throwing for, I believe, 11 yards in the second half. Uh, you know, the the Raider offense, which has had, had been their calling card, really had a bad night all in all against a depleted Rams defense. So it wasn't just the defense blowing it at the end for the Raiders. It was the fact that their offense really didn't play a good game at all. It was especially in the second half. I don't necessarily agree. Terrible loss for the Raiders and a a nice story for. So I I don't necessarily not to talk for too long about this game, but I don't necessarily agree that it's on the Raiders offense because I mean, they were playing. I mean, you could say it's on the play calling, maybe. I mean, they, 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 they were, they weren't throwing. They weren't throwing because I think they didn't think the Rams could get to could get to sixteen. I mean, they just they handed the ball to Jacobs and just killed clock basically the whole second half. Um, the interception by how about the interception at the end of the first half? Yeah, how bad was that? That's a horrible play. That's a horrible play. But like, it was a really weird. Like the 11 yards is kind of like that car threw for in the second half is a little misleading. The Rams went on whatever it was, a nine minute drive or something to to cut it to 16-10. Um, and then the Raiders just ran the ball into the line three times and punted. I mean, 
it was not that the Raiders offense played good, but no, not at all compared to the way they've been playing. And when you think, you know, when you see that the Rams of the Rams were beat up on defense and even, okay, if you want to say they relied more on the running game, they've been relying on the running game a lot and running and not and averaging a lot more yards per carry than they did last night. It was an all in all failure by, by the Raiders who seemed to be on a positive run. And then and it came to a crash, crashing halt. And again, yeah, the blowing the leads thing is when they look back at this season, I mean, it, they, it's unbelievable. Well, how many, how many 17 point leads have they blown? And it's a, oh, it's I don't a, know if you, if you, John, did you, did you see this stat? It's really an amazing yeah. stat. So the Raiders, the Raiders record in games that they were ahead by double digits at halftime this year is 0-4. How, how about the one uh, <laughs> that before, is before, before Monday night? Teams that, in the last five years, teams that had 13 or more point lead in the final four minutes of the game were, it was uh, 2 and 551. And, now it's and after four. the last two games, it's four <laughs> and five. That, that is just me. So somebody, uh, somebody in a one o'clock game, there's going to be a team down 13. And uh, somebody's going to say, oh, well, the last two teams that have been down by this have won it. So, you know, the odds are in their favor. The win probability is in their favor. Some it, garbage. I think for both, <laughs> both losing teams, you can point. And I, I hate to blame the coaching, but you no, can you point to. directly yeah. to the coaching for both of yeah. them. So in the, in the Saints game, um, the Saints, like for whatever reason, were leaning on Mark Ingram in that game, and he got hurt. He yeah. got hurt. He was grabbing his knee. They put him back in the game. I mean, they had a healthy Alvin, Alvin Kamara. They put him back in the game, Mark Ingram, to catch a pass, and on the bad knee, he oh, hurt the bad kick. He walked bounds when he could have gotten the first down. And then the Jerry Tillery um, unsportsmanlike conduct. Like, if that. If he doesn't take that penalty on the sack, the game's over. The game's over. Also, some basic strategy play calling by Dennis Allen. I mean, it's it's Tom Brady, and so when you see uh, something that you something that probably shouldn't shouldn't have been done, you start to think, well, maybe he just gave them something. They had the ball. They got the ball with like eight minutes left. The Saints with their with their 13 point lead and they ran two plays and gained nine yards and then I, and I believe they the 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 Bucks had either one or two timeouts left at that point might have been two but anyway on the third and one they threw that little out to yeah. get away with, with the cornerback <laughs> oh, it was all, all over awful and so awful. now now okay now you got to punt you had just as good a chance of getting the one yard running, a better chance. And if you got stopped, you would have forced them to use the time. Well, it was all, it was all the same so that sequence. Was horrible. Yeah. And then on the next possession and the last possession, and, I, and this is something that people used to talk about calling it prevent defense prevents you from winning. That yeah. defense had been successful the whole game. And then all of a sudden, the last two possessions, because of the score and the time, they go to six defensive backs. They hadn't done it the whole game. They played those whole two possessions with six DBs. Now, after they ro- drove on you the first time, like it was easy, take it, Brady just throwing it underneath and guys running after the catch. Then you go three and out. You think, maybe I'll go back to the defense that's been successful the whole game. Nope. 
I made the, I did it once. I'm going to do it again. And, and that's it's, how we uh, beat him again. It was all, it was all little underneath passes for the most part. It wasn't, you know, the stuff that Baker completed the long one up the side. Well, line the, and, the, 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 the Raiders did the opposite. That's why. So the Raiders yeah. did. The Raiders yeah. did what you're, what you're saying the Saints should have done. Which is, well, I don't know about play press coverage, but play your standard defense. <laughs> don't don't go to six DBs. Yeah. But that was and, all the and, same. And play play like four high safeties or whatever they the, were. The doing. the the Ingram play that I talked about in the Callaway play that was all the same sequence. So there was yeah. five five and a half minutes left when Ingram Ingram went out of bounds with what um, a yard short of the first down because he was hurt, not because anyone <laughs> pushed him out of bounds. And then it, I, it must've been that they had to bring Kamara back in and they didn't trust him to get the one yard. So they threw because for whatever reason, it seems like Kamara's in the doghouse. Both of those coaches, both Josh McDaniels and Dennis Allen should a hundred percent be fired yeah. one the, at the end of the season. Yeah, I think in Allen's case, it's more of a sure thing. Not that I think Josh has done a better job, but Josh's contract might keep him there another year. I mean, they have like a Super Bowl. I mean, they're loaded. At least at least Allen, like the Saints don't have his, you know, don't have a ton of talent. (laughs) Like like, they've had a lot of injuries. The Raiders are are loaded and are terrible. It's it's a real sad state of affairs. Josh yeah, McDaniels is probably just one of those guys who should just be an offensive coordinator. Just calling. I, I can't help but feel for Max Crosby too. That guy plays his ass off. I saw the look on his face after that game. It's like, man, this is what a disaster. I mean, I'd love having that guy on my team. He's not only real good, he gives like 120% every single play. His motor never stops running and to be dealing with this garbage, it's got to be hard on them. Yeah, and to your point, senior, I was uh, I was all in when uh, you know Michaels and them were talking about like the big Raiders uh, playoff push, which <laughs> if they won would have put them one game back. But I did the usual, I did the old uh, schedule check, and uh, ooh, they, and they got a rough last four games anyway. So I saw even if they did win that one, I only saw you know a possible eight and nine anyway. They got the they got your guys uh, at home and then at Pittsburgh and and San Francisco and uh, Kansas City at home to finish up. So I only saw like a, a seven or eight win, even if they did win. I only, I only see one or two more wins anyway. But after that, they're probably going to go into a devastation, Bill, which is uh, bodes well for you guys because you, uh, your boys travel to Vegas uh, next Sunday and, and, and they might have packed it in after after that disaster. And now I say so I tried to talk Ryder into – Maybe skip the whole week of school and just stay well, out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, go from zone I, I would never encourage that. I would never encourage that. All right. Hey, yeah, Lilo. Lilo. Lilo, don't worry. Lilo completely <laughs> disapproves of that. <laughs> I, so we, do our, we do our usual here, and we take a look for the important games, and we do have a few this week. So let's run them down first, and then, then we'll talk about them. So if we look for games, you know, games with, with meaning – for both teams, right? We Jets at Bills, big game. We have Eagles at G-Men. We have Bucks at 49ers. Dolphins at Chargers. And then you get a little Browns at Browns at Cincy and Vikings at Lions are also are also in, intriguing games. So let's start Start right at the top there. Jets at Bills. So the Bills coming off a vicious beatdown of the Patriots at home last Thursday night. 
And the Jets, unfortunately, did not survive our our kibosh, right? I believe all three of us picked the Jets. Is that right? Oh no. Oh no. Did I someone pick the? Yeah. 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 Well, there goes there goes my uh my storyline. I think you were. I think you were on Jets Island, Raj. Yeah. Because I think I remember saying we always pick against the Vikings and they they always win. So oh. I'm, I'm, I'm so, going to go. So, there you go. So uh, I stopped. I stopped the Vikings kibosh. But e- either the, way, that's nothing to brag about. I mean, that game could have won either way. That that that, that that's one was a play here or there. That, that's nothing to brag about. But I think like the Jets, the Jets played a good game on the yeah, road. Yeah. played a good game after. I mean, it was a horrible, horrible start for the Jets, and they they rebounded. And I mean, you can make the case they should have won the game with the play there. Sure. Drop the ball, right? That, yep. that that play probably wins the game. So it's not like they're coming in, in my opinion, with negative momentum. Like I think the last two weeks have been positive for the Jets. Um, Buffalo back in the driver's seat um, as the number one seed. As um, another game where I was alone on the island, the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. Some. <laughs> It was a great performance by the Bengals. They seem to have their number. But Buffalo now controls their own destiny for the coveted number one seed in the AFC. This is close to a must win for the Jets for their playoff chances. Um, Not entirely, but it would be nice for them to to get this one. Real interesting matchup in Buffalo in December. Senior, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this should be a good one, but... I just I like to again the Jets played a good game last week against Minnesota. Not they're 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 a tough out, no doubt about it. And I know they beat the they beat the Bills the first time around, but I just think the Bills are starting to are going to start to really crank it up now. I got a I got a and they lost to them last time. I don't see them losing to the Jets again. I I just see that I see, I'm going to go with the better, more talented team with the with the better quarterback and without talking a lot about it, just like no, no knock on the jets. They're playing real good football. I love their defense, but, and Mike white is playing really well for them, but I think the bills are a little too much talent and they're going to be really up for this game. So I got to go with the bills. John. Well, it, it's interesting because they, they won with, uh, with Zach Wilson, uh, at the quarterback, but uh, they they also went. Uh, Allen had like the worst game of his his career, and you know he wants to he wants to rectify that situation. Uh, he 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 pretty much gave the the Jets the that game where he was the the worst quarterback. And and last year it was a, a similar situation when White had started had a hot couple games, and then uh, he got a reality check when he played Buffalo. Yeah, he had a horrific game with you know they were all up in his grill the whole game with with, with the deceptions. So. Uh, I, I kind of see things evening out here with the uh, with Buffalo, but I think the the Jets will hang in there and, and, and it'll be another close game. But uh, it, it, it's a tough spot, even though Buffalo's only uh, two and two at home uh, this year. But uh, I think they can establish themselves there more, even though they they got bad news. Ron Miller was out for the year, but uh, they also got good news with help from uh, Cincinnati that they're in the driver's seat for the uh, number one seat, and they're they're going to really uh, go hard for it. So. I, I, I think Buffalo either three by by one score, uh, Buffalo's going to squeak it out. I, I agree, John. I think it'll be a good game. Um, wouldn't surprise me if the Jets are able to pull it out. 
um, with that said, tough not tough not to go with Buffalo here at home, especially and tough right. seeing them tough seeing them giving back the number Good one news seed for uh, immediately immediately. Good so news. JT, you're you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You can pound that money line. Just like the, the Eagles, uh, just like the Eagles last week. <laughs> oh God, that was the one. Yep, that was awful. Sorry, sorry. We we apologize, Tennessee fans and Traylon Burks. We got him injured. All right. So next up, we have the Texans at. No, I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. the <laughs> next game that would be Philadelphia, eleven and one, going to the Giants at seven four and one. Giants with a big tie against the Commanders. It was a good game. It's a good game. It's a. Mm. You know, better, better than a loss. It's like you never really know how to react to a tie. You know what I mean, John? Yeah, well, I reacted uh, very poorly. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I felt as a loss uh, that whole day. But then, you know, you sleep on it and you see the next day that they're a half game ahead for the wild card. And, and, and that tie may be the difference because if it's an L, then they're, they're, that last spot would go to, the, uh, to Seattle because with the same record, they beat, they got the tie break over the Giants. They beat them, so... It, it, if it if it turns out like that, then then that tie might be the difference, and 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 it'll get them into the that last wild card spot. But uh, it you know it's a swing of emotions. They were they were down early. They you know then they fought back, played played a good second half, and just a and but they let you know Tyler Heineke go 90, and uh, you know they couldn't stop my fourth down and to tie the game. The, the coach got a little conservative in overtime, a lot of stuff to pick at. So you know things are starting to to slide for the for the G-men. Dayball's uh was the you know the the king of the hill uh, the first half he was he was all being praised but now he's he's learning that it, it it's tough being you know being a first year coach in the NFL he's not quite on the Hackett McDaniel uh, Dennis Allen level but uh, you know he's still got a lot to learn so some growing pains for for the coach but uh, as far as this, this this is a tough one the the Eagles are rolling very healthy uh, you know Giants got more injured I see uh, Leonard Williams is out today that that that's huge for them stopping that Eagle Bar- uh, stopping Bar- that Eagle offense yeah. Yeah, so but be even even uh, healthy. Uh, I, th- I think this is too much for the uh, for the G-men, and uh, I would uh, definitely go with the Eagles strong in this. All right, Eagles winning on the road per John Senior. What are your thoughts? I think we may. Did we lose him, John? He's he's speechless. Senior, what are your thoughts? Okay, I'm here. My bad. Thanks. I was muted. Man, or I muted because I, there was a little noise here with uh, Lilo and Leia. Uh, no, we looked. At... The, the Giants' commanders playing to a tie was kind of an interesting thing because, like we said, and like a lot of people said, that the way they play, the way they try to win, is kind of a mirror image. We talked about that last week. Play solid D, run the ball, make plays at the end of the game, keep it close, make the right plays at the end of the game, and here these mirror image teams play to a tie. And now, if John got it right, and I'm going to go along with them, if the Eagles win this game, which I see them doing, the mirror image teams will have mirror image will have the exact same record. Could they possibly keep it that way and play to another tie the following week? <laughs> because they do play each other next week. Yeah, prime time. Yep, flex game. Uh, flex game. Could could it be that crazy? Could seven that five and two. <laughs> seven five and two. Yeah. They're so evenly matched that it could happen. But we we had also said we all said you know it's been happening through this hot streak for the commanders since Heineke took over. He's he's he he doesn't put up huge numbers, 
but he's money down the stretch of the game. This oh game. my God! You said and he was yeah. money bringing him back to the tie. Yeah, he's just he's just so good when the game's on the line. So anyway, yeah, I'm I'm picking the Eagles. I think they're a little too much. All right, it's a hate to clean sweep it again and make it boring. Um, you know these division these division games can be funky sometimes, and the Giants are not a bad team. The Eagles really played good last week. Um, obviously, just a vicious beatdown of the Titans, 35 to 10 in a game that all three of us picked the Titans to win outright. Yeah, so that's very impressive. So yeah, a lot of times, like with this recency bias, you know, everybody and their mother's going to be on the Eagles in this game, <laughs> which kind of makes me want to pick the Giants. But I'm going to say Eagles in a squeaker, closer than expected. But yeah. I can't pick against them. I was shocked they really shut down uh, Henry. Uh, well, well, they jumped out early and took took the running game totally out of the. Uh, but but I was yeah, you only got 11 carries, and, but it's. Yeah. I mean, they just like to your point. It was seven seven, and then the floodgates kind of opened yeah. where it's once, once the Titans are down double digits, like that's not their formula for winning, especially with, uh, yep. with Burks injured, but credit to the Eagles offense. We talked about it being, we talked about Tennessee being a pass funnel and the Eagles had just, had just run for all these yards. And in this game, they would have to pass to um, score points and they were certainly able to. <laughs> they were certainly- yeah, and I, I had said yeah. that uh, Jalen Hurts—they're not built for Jalen Hurts throwing 35, 40 times. And if they if they get their run stopped by Tennessee, which you would somewhat expect that that would be, well, he threw 35, 40 times and it wasn't a problem. So <laughs> Jalen Hurts very much in the MVP. Contest. Oh, he's a great. He's very good. The Giants him. have a the Giants have a much better defense even without Leonard Williams than the Titans. So I think yeah, that I Eagle offense showing they can beat you in different ways. But it, I think it's just for the Giants in this game. Like the Eagles have the kind of offense where they're probably not going to score like thirteen, right? Like like they're going to most likely be somewhere in the twenties. And um, it's the Giants' offense that I, I just struggle seeing them get to twenty-seven or whatever that it would take to win the game. The the Eagles' de- uh, beatdown was so bad. The the, the Titans said, "Would you fire? Would you uh, trade uh, AJ Brown for?" And they fired the uh, GM. Didn't didn't look good. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough. I mean, talk about the ultimate. Yeah, how do you think AJ Brown felt when he saw that? Like, that's yeah. the ultimate fu, right? I got yeah. the guy. I got the guy fired. <laughs> Yep. All right, guys. Next up on that list I went through at the beginning of the uh, show here, Buccaneers at Niners. So a lot to unpack here. The Buccaneers at six and six, two of those six miracle victories that they pulled out of the fire with uh, with Brady. I, I, I was joking, but I don't know if there, there could be some truth to this, right, where I mean, he's older than me. Like, do you think it just takes him like three and a half quarters to get warmed up before? <laughs> like, I notice myself when I go out and play basketball. Sometimes it's usually like like the middle of the second half before I feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> like 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 I'm loose. But I mean, they looked atrocious, just absolutely atrocious through that whole game, and then turned it on and got the win. 
but still not like super impressive. But they are at six and six and very, very, very much in the driver's seat in that division. Now, uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion. They'll win the division. The Niners. A lot of good, a lot of good from last week. So I think they I think we were all on the Niners and they bucked they bucked the jinx trend, which which right there tells you that they're for real. <laughs> but also that defense, right? The, the Dolphins offense had been cr- crazy good all season and the Niners defense handled them. They they handled them. They outplayed them. Um, the big news, though, the big news, and it's a really a shame, was uh, Garoppolo going down with a foot injury for the rest of the season early in this game. As good as this team is, and they are good. It is tough, tough, tough to see them making a real run with Brock Purdy at quarterback. So, senior, before we predict the game, I know you're uh, you're on you're 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 on these Niners. You were on the early Super Bowl pick. What what do you what do you think about the the loss of Jimmy G and whether or not they can overcome it? Well, it's a real hard thing. I agree because the kid has such little experience. But of all the teams in, in the NFL that are contenders, like that we consider real Super Bowl contenders, that handful of teams, this is the one team that it could be possible. Because let's face it, you know, they most of the teams that are up there, they, their quarterback is a real central part of what they do. Where And with the 49ers, it's almost a complimentary role. They don't ask a lot of Jimmy G. You never know. This kid's just got to play smart. Don't turn the ball over. Lean on that defense. Lean on the running game maybe a little more. Just just kind of put the ball in these guys' hands. At the right, you know, he's got great guys' hands to put it into. Let them do something after the catch or on the ground. Don't give it away and they still have a chance. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that their chance is a dashed at all. Because do you think of the who they are? Do you think the Rams claimed Mayfield to block them? No. To block the division rival? <laughs> really? I no. thought it was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I was like, the Rams? What? They're not playing for no, anything. It almost it almost made sense with you know, with you know McVeigh considered an offensive genius, thinking he can do something with this guy, and what the the explanation they gave the situation in their quarterback room. Not that winning now matters, but who knows? Who knows if uh, Stafford could go down again next year? Stafford could be at the tail end. And this gives, you know, if they actually have aspirations of bouncing back next year. I mean, they're one, one year removed from winning the Super Bowl. Now, if Stafford goes down, you're not turning to John Wolford or Bryce Perkins. Maybe... This guy was a number one pick, and maybe McVeigh thinks he can mold him into something, can can get more out of him. So I think Got it, it makes sense that way. I don't think they were blocking the 40. Uh, it just it's, it popped in my mind. All right, senior, let's feel, get it. I wouldn't feel any better about the 49ers' chances with Baker. The kid, look, you got to say, I know it's only one game, but the kid looked pretty good. We'll see. You know, I mean, the jury's obviously out, but he doesn't have to do a lot. And yeah, you know, we we can go back to it. We can go back to it when 
when Drew took the big hit and Tom had to come in, that wasn't the same Tom Brady that he developed into. The Patriots didn't ask him to do much. And I, I know he was Tom Brady, but he didn't pass for a ton of yards in those games that year or anything. Just manage the game. We got a great defense. We run the ball. Manage the game. Make a few plays here and there. Don't give the game away. Don't turn it over. And they got a chance to beat anybody. That defense is so good. And some of those guys in the skill positions on offense are, are so good. They they still have a chance. So what what is your let's get a pick for the game this week? Buccaneers at Niners. Oh, I think I I don't think it's going to be that difficult. That the Bucks offense isn't good. You know, you, you know, if you want to talk about last week's game, fine. I mean, I just the way they won. It was nothing. It wasn't an impressive offensive performance. Their their offense hasn't been good all year. That defense is going to feast on the Bucks offense. It's going to be a lo- a long long day for Tom. I I think the the nine the Niners win the game comfortably by by two touchdowns. They just they're going to shut that offense right down. So I, I have a then John I'll I'll go to you in a sec but I do have a counterpoint. Um, so the Buccaneers defense so it's it's a, it's not a great matchup for Purdy in the first week in that the Buccaneers defense is is extremely strong against the run and like not so the way you beat them is by passing so the game will most likely come down to Purdy versus the Bucks defense and uh, Brady versus the Niners. So I think it's a real low scoring affair and in in a low scoring affair, I'll bet on Tom to make less respects, less mistakes than Mr. Irrelevant bucks, 13, 10 in an upset. John. Now, now to counter what you said a little bit, don't you think that Tom would be doing a lot more if he was quarterbacking the, the 49er offense than if he had those guys around him? I think he would. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're a better team. But it's a better offensive. It's not, you know, it's a bet. He's got a, it's not just Brady versus that defense and Purdy versus that defense. It's Brady and his offense. And it's Purdy and the 49ers offense. And the kids, I mean, that, that's that, definitely uh, a factor. Of course. Of course. Otherwise, I'd be picking the, if the, if the quarterbacks were reversed, I'd pick the 49ers to win the game by 21 points. Right. So it's, um, Again, I just think I like and the kids, the kid just has to prove it. Right. If he goes out there and, you know, passes all over the bucks, I'll, I'll eat my words. He's a, I, you know what I think of the Miami defense, the kids, Mr. Irrelevant. He may be terrible. It's possible. He's terrible. We're, we're just going to have to see. But I think the, I, I like, I like the bucks in a close, slow scoring game where neither offense is able to do too much. John. Yeah, usually when we see this, uh, you know, we see somebody come off the bench and uh, that that first game they don't they don't really have a chance to get to get nervous. They they get right in there and do it. And then the, the usually the talent or or the you know the, the league figures them out. You know that first that first one or two starts, uh, I think things kind of even out for him. So I, I think he's going to struggle a, a little more than he, than he did versus the uh, the Dolphins. And yeah, and as far as Tampa, it's just. Uh, uh, every game you watch, it's just the same thing. Like Brady throwing 54 times, and they refuse to run the ball, and uh, just not not chemistry. Uh, like t- t- touchdowns are way down. 
he's only got 16 when uh, the last two years he was up over 40 for the year so he's only on pace for you know a little over 20 and, and same thing Evans hasn't been that, that dynamic threat in the red zone like he usually is he's, he's usually up you know you know with more TDs he's only got about three so that it's really a mystery but uh you you're watching and they're, they're lucky because of the division that that so so maybe they they kind of go on a roll here, but uh, so I'm, I'm going to pick Tampa too. Maybe not as low scoring as you, but something like 20 or 17, uh, a tight game. Uh, we're gonna we're never hey, we're never gonna hear we're never gonna hear the end of it, John. <laughs> when the Niners kick the I'm shit the out of him. island I've been on all year, but what you said about Brady throwing the ball over 50 times. I was watching first take this morning, uh-huh. and Stephen A. said. Uh, if the, if the Bucks stick with that philosophy in this game and have Tom drop back 50 to 60 times against these brothers, <laughs> he yeah, may not was... make it through the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they use the pass. That's a recipe like, for disaster against this defense. But if you watch... <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, they, the they use it like a, like it's like they, yeah. they, he gets the ball out of his hand and like the, it's by far the fastest in the league, right? So yeah. it doesn't really matter the pass. Those, those, those like, little outs to white are like, like runs. John said yeah. they can't yeah. friggin' run the ball. Like this it, is the problem. So they yeah. have to use the passing game as an, as the running game. Well, it's getting to you know December January. Uh, maybe it's playoff Lenny time. It's, you know, it's, it's probably not warm up. Uh, oh God! <laughs> He's uh, he missed he, he hurt his foot in practice yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. Didn't practice uh, today. The other kid for the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah, I I think this is the most. It might not be the most like aesthetically pleasing game of the day, but I do think it's the most interesting game oh, yeah, of the yeah, day because the Niners are a real threat if this kid is decent, and yeah. it's just it's. Like this, like it's not not that the Bucks are the '85 Bears or anything, but they do have a good enough defense and they're a good enough team to test the kid. So it'll be. I'm real. I'm real interested. Like if if they if they go out and do what Senior said, where they like kind of blow the doors off them, it's it's a it's a feather. It's a feather in their cap, and you know maybe they can overcome having to play Mr. I mean, it would be a hell of a story if Mr. Irrelevant won the Super Bowl as a rookie. That's the, that's the quarterback. All right. And then last but not least, Sunday night football. We have the aforementioned Miami Dolphins heading to Los Angeles to face the six and six Chargers. Miami coming off a difficult loss to the 49ers. The Chargers coming off a difficult loss to the Raiders. John, break this one down for us. Uh, the, the Dolphins' uh, defense uh, kind of got exposed a little, or lack of, uh, is, uh, finally got got exposed in the, in the Niner game, giving up uh, 33 points, and uh, and also uh, Tua. I wouldn't say the kind of guy exposed. It looked like he was he was it was just a you know a case of him missing the open receivers. Uh, you you saw the their uh, the definitely McDaniel's uh, offensive game plan is there uh, that was you know a lot of those passes looked to, to me from uh from what, what little i saw in the red zone where we're on to you know a lot, a lot of he, he played he him. played bad yeah. he played yeah, bad i think that's years. all there all there's to it but the Chargers are not the 49ers <laughs> uh, defense uh it, with their injuries or without the the Chargers are what we thought they are <laughs> uh, kind of a soft touch no home advantage uh I, I think the uh, the Dolphins are going to bounce back. Uh, this game might be your year over for you uh, gamblers. Uh, 
there's going to be a, a lot of points on, on both ends. And uh, I, I like the Dolphins to pull this one out. Probably a one score, 33-28. It's just something like that. Yeah, John. So I agree on the high scoring part. Mike Williams is coming back. So Herbert will have his full complement of weapons. And as we saw with you know the, the, the Niners led by Brock Purdy kind of moving up and down the field on the Dolphins, uh, we've been saying on here all year, the Dolphins defense is a joke. And they, yeah. really, they, re- they really looked like it. But the Chargers defense, also a joke. So you yeah, should like, see. Uh, McDaniels is proven to be like an you know, offensive genius, but uh, the defense leaves a lot to be died on. Uh, special teams uh, got issues. So it's, you know, it's got, the team got to show that it's like a one-dimensional team, uh, you know, high-powered offense, but they got to they gotta shore up the other stuff. Exactly. But they should be able to put up some points on the Chargers. So I like Miami, too. It wouldn't shock me, especially Sunday night football, if this is like a real ridiculous shootout that <laughs> that the Chargers come back and win at the end. Just yeah. put that put that in the back of your head, because I think it's possible where this is this is the Herbert miracle game this year and they win 42, 35 or something. But I, I think I think this analytically you have to you have to pick the Dolphins. I, I was shocked. Yeah, the Chargers didn't get the you know, in that going back, they played they lost to the Raiders. Uh, you, know, you know, I forgot the Raiders are probably the last game they win all year. But I was shocked that that they didn't score and lose 27, 26 because, you know, Staley was going to go for the uh, the big two point, but they didn't even, but the Raiders stopped them, which was, uh, you know, which was shocking. Oh, I know. I know. I was, I was, call, I was hand, saying they were yeah. definitely going for that too. If they scored hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, they could be playing against like riders team. Doesn't matter if you're the better team, you take the risk no matter what. Right, John. Yep. Yeah, sure. Well, whatever the analytics say. Sure. <laughs> All right, senior. So we got two, two, two guys on the dolphins. Where, where yep. do you see this one? Yeah, I agree on uh, the high-scoring part. Two not-so-good defenses, but one offense. To, I'd have to give Miami the advantage on offense. One offense better than the other. So just on that basis, I'll pick the Dolphins to, to win in a shootout, like you guys are saying. Their offense is just better than the Chargers' offense. Doesn't mean that the Chargers can't win this game. Wouldn't shock me, but got to pick the Dolphins. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it's a kid, it's a do or die game for the Chargers too. I'm not like, I mean, if they lose this, they're 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 almost certainly not going to make the playoffs, right? I mean, they might not anyway, but they kind of they they it's a big game for them, right? They kind of have to win, so we'll see, we'll see what uh what Saley's got up his sleeve. Maybe he just leave just won't dress the punter. Say we're not punting. <laughs> <laughs> may not have to all right and um so a couple of other games we we wanted to talk about we have the 10 and 2 vikings at the lions the lions coming off a vicious beatdown of the jaguars if i'm not mistaken i am not mistaken 40 to 14 they uh the lions have, have really played well over the last few weeks they're only lost right recently was that game to Buffalo that they lost at the very end on Thanksgiving day. So the Lions are playing, the Lions are playing some good football, winning four out of five against Minnesota coming off another, another crazy close win. That seems to be their calling card. They are the, um, 
the horseshoe team this year, the anti-analytics team this year, the analytics guys say that point differential, eventually it's going to even out. <clears throat> maybe that maybe it evens out next year. What do you think, John, on this game? <coughs> uh, Excuse me. Shock. The 10-2 uh, and two Vikings uh, are underdog to the 5-7 and seven Lions. Uh, I was going to let you say it, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable. I did, uh, I did a double take on that one. I don't know if that's disrespect to the Vikings or a lot of respect to the Lions, but, uh, oh, man. I, I, yeah, you do like the way the Lions are, Lions are playing, and uh, the Vikings, maybe there's a little less urgency. And uh, I, I predicted the Lions to – to make the playoffs next year, maybe uh, this year they're not out of it uh, yet. So, but uh, even though I, I would think because of the uh, the spread that that might go the other way, that you know it might motivate the Vikings a little. But I'm going to go with the Lions to pull it out in a close one. Senior, now you got to love the way the Lions have been playing. I agree, but it is crazy, isn't it, that they're favored? I mean, that should be bulleted board material for the Vikings. Should be a really good game with some, with some points. I mean, neither defense is terrific. The Lions One o'clock cousins playing yeah. better. Um, I'm going to go with the philosophy I went with last week. That I'm sick. I, I got sick of picking against the Vikings and having them win. So I'm going to pick the ten and two team over the five and seven in an upset. One o'clock cousins. Yeah. It's my up. It's my upset special this week. This the week. ten and two team beating a five and seven. Team. <laughs> Uh, I'm with I'm with John on this one, and some of it is due due to the line. <laughs> like I don't I don't you don't want to let that cloud you, but you got to think like everybody's going to be on Minnesota, right? Well, I mean, would, it just it really jump it really jumps off the page. So I you know go against the public. I think it's a pretty even game. Um, one of these games that could go either way. The Lions are playing are playing very good, but certainly Minnesota could go out and just hang 45 on the Lions' atrocious defense. <laughs> so, oh, they've been they've so, been proven. They've they've been they proven in the last couple. Of weeks. They we'll see. Lions in a squeaker. There you go, senior. You've been you've been doing well on the islands. So <laughs> yeah, cousin, the end of it. Cousin, <laughs> I really like the 49er Island better better than Viking Island. <laughs> this guy, you know, after all Brady did for you, to just discount hey, him. You got to be a realist and look at how that offense has played this year. I mean, they're not good. 13 points, you know, 14 points in three minutes. Nothing. Seven minutes before that. Um, another one, I don't think I mentioned this one at the outset, but we should talk about it. Um, Ravens at Steelers. Yes. So two teams moving in different directions. Ravens struggling, struggling, struggling. And now they've lost Lamar Jackson, which could lead to more struggling. The, Bra- the Ravens, with the um, the most unimpressive win of the week, with a 10-9 victory over the absolutely atrocious joke of a franchise, Denver Broncos, 10-9. Huntley did lead the game-winning drive at the end in just a horrible, horrible game. And we had the the Steelers, much to, much to our chagrin here, got another victory. John, you were on this a couple weeks ago. They're not as bad as we as we think. Tomlin always send, seems to end out at 500. 
Well, they're playing. They're 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 playing better football. Pickett looks like he he's he's improving game by game, and and their defense is is playing playing well now that they've gotten some guys back. So it's a um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good. They're not a horrible team, and I know the Ravens are eight and four, the Steelers are five and seven, but when I analyze this game. I don't see a lot of reasons to pick the Ravens, frankly. <laughs> the Steelers are playing better. The Steelers, I think personnel-wise, are are in a better place, place health-wise. The Steelers are at home. And I think you know, th- this could be history repeating itself where the Ravens like lose out like they did last year and, and miss the playoffs because of it, which doesn't wouldn't bother me. I would be okay with that if that happened. So... Steelers by 10 plus. How's that? Steelers wipe the floor with the Ravens. Senior. I'm going to abstain for a minute and let John go first. <laughs> uh, I'm on I'm on Steelers all the way. Although uh, Huntley is uh, one of the better backups. Uh, he's, he's proven that uh, he could get the Ravens uh Get get the Ravens a victory in a crunch, but I uh, I'm gonna stick with it. I like the way the Steelers are playing, and uh, if if they take this one and uh, and and the Jets lose, they'll only be uh, one game out, which will actually be two because they lost to the Jets, so they they have a lot more work to do uh, as far as getting that last wild card. The, you know they're down they're down that tiebreaker, so they're actually more they'll actually be more than one game behind. But uh, their their schedule's uh, looking pretty nice uh, the rest of the way for them. To, to at least get the eight nine wins if they don't uh, if they don't make that schedule. So uh, I think uh, I, th- I think the Steelers, you know, this is a rivalry game. They always play tough. They always play the Ravens tough, and, and they got them one more time. They got to go to Baltimore on uh, New Year's Day. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the Steelers, and uh, they continue their playoff push, and also their push to have a better record than the Patriots. So. Thanks I kind of figured you were going that way, John. I just wanted you to do it <laughs> so I could go. Gotta maybe for juice. the first time this year. Oh. Steelers, baby, let's make it a sweep. The, the steel curtain. To, to, to you guys, this is for me. This is for me, like when the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles play. I hope they like both lose. I hope you know. They, you know yeah, I hope the stadium uh, closes down. <laughs> the, I agree with the, that. I, I like the, the two bitter rivals. A little more, the two bitter rivals. <laughs> so, senior, that was a Steelers pick. That makes it a sweep, doesn't it? Isn't it does. That also, isn't that the mush? Yo, you want the Ravens to win? I, I don't want either team to win. <laughs> I, I just want I just want one to lose a little more than the other. Got it. All right. So no no analysis. Just played the. I'm gonna do whatever I can in my power. To make the Steelers lose. I like it, senior. I like it. <laughs> there you go. There you guys. The power of the mush. Browns at Bengals. Browns at Bengals. The Browns. I may be lied in saying that the, the um <laughs> that the Ravens had the most unimpressive win of the week. But the Browns offense might have been the most unimpressive. Unit of the week across the whole NFL. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Deshaun Watson returns. Deshaun Watson returns and really just looked out of sorts, right? I mean, 
I don't think it was like a pressure thing where he was he did this, uh, but it was just like a super rusty thing. He looked terrible. I mean, real, real bad. Um, the Texans, fortunately for the Browns, are, are are a disaster, and the Browns won without really with scoring six offensive points. They still won the game by thirteen which tells you all you need to know three, three defensive touchdowns or two, one special teams to defense. Um, I mean, taking the other stuff out of it, we know that Watson is a better player than that, but there are some real concerns there that it's going to take him. Like he looked like the kind of guy where it might take multiple weeks for him to really be right. And maybe, maybe not until next season. Conversely, the Bengals flying high coming off the win over the Chiefs in the game of the week. It was a great game. Um, little little nitpick with Andy Reid. I probably wouldn't. I, I personally wouldn't have kicked that 55-yard field goal. I would I would have gone for it on fourth and two or whatever it was with, with Mahomes. So, you know, it's a 50-50 call, but Bucker hasn't been great this year. So regardless, the Bengals seem to have their number. They played well. And the Browns kind of have the Bengals number, which is interesting, right? If we if we go back to um, just a few weeks ago, that was the, the Browns. The Browns completely trounced the Bengals on uh, Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. So will Watson get right? Should they go to Brissett? If not, which I don't think they'll do because Watson is the highest paid player in the whole NFL. What are you guys' thoughts? We'll start with John. Uh, my thoughts are uh, uh, Stefanski's got a – he's in uh, Zach Taylor's playbook. They, they've really been owning the uh, the Bengals uh, the last fight. I think it's 0-4, the last four they've, they've beaten them. So uh, that, this this is a good chance for the Bengals to kind of exercise that team. And with the with – the, with the, Watson's still going to be very rusty and uh, – and and uh, the the Bengals gotta you know gotta keep the momentum going. They they, they showed that that if you get them if, if they if it's close in the fourth quarter they're gonna win it. They've really proven to be a tough team. Uh, the way they shut down the Chiefs in the fourth quarter that was very very impressive. And they don't just do it with one guy. They they got a lot of they got a lot of guys on defense. Maybe not big names, uh, but guys that, that like Hendrickson that get that get to the quarterback. Uh, guys that make the big play in the in the fourth quarter. And uh, they have to con- continue that because. Uh, uh, to 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 show that the uh, that they could beat that division rival. There's always a you know there's always a division rival or somebody that that that's always got got your number and the and the Browns have had it. So, but but I think they uh, they overcome that and uh, they get by the Browns uh, this week. And and they got a tough schedule the rest of the way. So they got they got to keep it going. Uh, they still got a lot of tough games the rest of the way. They're not in the they're not in the clear yet. And and I still hopefully I like that uh, that last game of the Ravens uh, where the division's up in the air. I like that to be the uh, the that last game of the year, that flex game to to end the season, and, and an exciting note. Hopefully, it's for the division. Senior, yeah, the Bengals seem to be getting it rolling, like they did last year. You know, they they did start real well, but they're playing better and better. You know, and when they talk about the elite quarterbacks in football, Joe Burrow's not one of the first names that comes up, but man, in the clutch, I'll take him anytime. He's so good. They played a great game, and they're they, underrated defense, kind of a no-name defense, like John said. I mean, that, that's a great performance against the Chiefs. And as close as it was, it could have been a little more comfortable if it wasn't for Tyler Boyd having 
maybe the worst drop of the season. If you can just take it a touchdown off the board there, that that would have made a difference. But they really played well. They played a great game. And the fact that um, the Browns have had their number, it's kind of a spot after the Chiefs. And when you look at the tough games they got coming up, where they could have had a letdown, but recent history against the Browns probably should prevent them from having that letdown. And they should come in really focused. And I also think the Browns would probably, uh, from what I saw last week, and unless things change real quick, would probably have a better chance with Brissett. And that's not going to happen. This is a step down. So all that being said, I, I like the Bengals to keep it rolling. Joe Cool and the Bengals. All right. I'm going to go on Browns Island again. I believe I was on Browns Island a couple of times this year. It's always it's always done well for me. I think they just have their number. I think they'll run the ball. It's a close game. I think they're, they'll run the ball. I think Watson will be better than he was last week. I don't know that he'll be dynamic, but I think he'll give you, hopefully, at least as much as Brissett does. Um, this has been a House of Horrors matchup for Burrow. I think that continues. Browns playoffs. Browns playoff hopes stay alive with a three-point victory in Cincinnati. All right. Stefanski yeah. magic. Last but not least, since I'll be at the game, so we are recording on Friday. We are flying. My rider and myself are flying out Saturday, flying out to Phoenix for Monday night football. Patriots at Cardinals. We are on about the 30-yard line, 30 rows up. Great seats. To One of us is going to be happy. So Ryder's a big Cardinals fan. I'm a big Patriots fan. It's a interesting matchup. It's a, and, and, you know, season's over for the Patriots if they lose. Season's already over for the Cardinals, but it may be the first time they have all three of their starting receivers on the field together. So kind of an eye to next season. Tough matchup on paper. The Cardinals look look like potentially the better team. Um, the coaching is like a as grotesque a mismatch as you will ever have in the NFL with Belichick versus Kingsbury. All in all, I see it as an, an entertaining Monday night game where there are some points scored and the Patriots pull out a 27-24 victory, sending me home happy. What do you think, senior? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're also a lot better with Murray back, and, and always been a problem for our Belichick Patriot defense as a mobile quarterback. So there's definitely a lot to be concerned about as a Pats fan. On the other side, the Pats should be playing with desperation. They can't afford any other losses if they have any hopes for the playoffs. And there's no way I'm picking Cliff Kingsbury to beat Bill Belichick. So. I'm going to go along with you. A close, hard-fought win where a few decisions and the coaching down the stretch. Kingsbury tends to find a way to lose games. Bill will outcoach him, and the Pats pull it out. All right, John. Riders oh, counting on. on Riders counting on you to pick the Patriots as well. <laughs> I, I I do not like the way the Patriots. Uh... Uh, played the last game. Uh, they they looked like they they packed it in, but uh, they're playing against a team who who's packed it in about three games ago. So uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, Bill cleans up that uh, 
that um, that embarrassment that uh, you know that Justin Fields put on them and uh, ha- the problems they've had with uh, running quarterbacks and uh, I think he comes up with a good game plan to uh, stop stop uh, Kyler and uh, uh, make it a clean sweep uh, put it on the on the Patriots only because uh, yeah Kingsbury dead man walking uh. all right so there you go Ryder cards by a million that's what's gonna happen <laughs> all right guys. Always, always, always good to talk talk through the games with you. Um, we are here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. I encourage you to listen to all the other great content that we have here. John Senior, any any parting shots? All right, silence is <laughs> silence is golden. I was gonna let Senior go first, but uh, yeah, no, I got uh, uh, Patty Pimblet uh, tomorrow night. You guys are gonna be watching. Oh I'm gonna gosh. be. I'll be on the plane, but I'm gonna oh. try to watch. The press conference today was classic. <laughs> He's too much. He's too much. He he definitely raises the interest. Yeah, it should be a fun card. Patty the batty. Yeah, a little bit of depression here in in our area. I guess it's something I can comment on because I really feel Uh-oh. awful about it. Here comes Xander Bogarts. Uh, I'm really unhappy about him leaving. So that one really hurt. And uh, it's the way our management's operating now. Next year, I'll be lamenting the same thing when Raphael Devers signs somewhere. Mookie, Bogarts, it's awful. You're not you're not uh, pleased with the who's the uh, Yoshida and uh, and Kenley Jansen doesn't do it for you. No, I would have much rather kept Bogey. <laughs> All right. It's a tough deal. Tough deal. I'm I'm less emotional. I'm uh, I'm less emotional about the players. Uh, it's it's all about the uh, the uniform. Whether you know, as long as the team is better. Uh, it's been a really good player for us for a long time, and losing him does not make the team better. I figure we the Sox downgrade in two positions. You move Story to shortstop. I'm not saying Story's not a good player, but he's not Stan, Xander Bogarts. Mm-hmm. And whoever plays second base isn't going to be as good as Story. So it's a double downgrade. Uh, I, I really don't like it. We we we're not the Sox are beha- behaving like a small market team when they have high ticket prices and have a lot of money. They and they don't want to spend it anymore. We knew it when they hired Hein Bloom. He's I don't blame him. He's doing the job they hired him to do. I just don't like the new philosophy. They say yeah. it works. It, it works in Tampa Bay. They you know they manage the payroll so well and they're always competitive, but they haven't won any World Series. When we were spending, when the Sox were spending money, we won, we won some world championships. Yeah, so I like that philosophy a lot better. I like to win. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the, these guys at the, the the Padres sign, how they how they're going to how they're going to uh, turn out when they're 38 and 39. You know, it's going to yeah, be tough right. to swallow that they're 40 million dollars. You know, you know, the Phillies trade turn. How many uh, stolen bases he's going to be uh, stealing when he's when he's 39 years old? Uh, it'll yeah. be interesting. But but if you get the two or three chips uh, before, then it's all worth it. That that's what it all depends on. You got to win one. You got to win yeah. at least one. Sure. But you spend sure. as much as the Padres have spent. All is forgiven. I mean, you go back to to you know when he almost hated guys. Uh, that the you know that the Yankees uh, era gave the, the but it all you know he he got that one so he, so he's gold if he didn't get that one it would have been a different story but you know Yankee fans are, are forever you know thankful that he at least brought him that one even though they had to pay uh, six billion dollars uh, you know for the win. Oh, I agree 
And yeah. the, the whole truth of it is, obviously, the back end of all those contracts are terrible. But if you're not going to overpay like that, you're ne- as soon as it comes time to pay a player, you're never going to have a star player on your team. It's the only way you get them. It's the only way you keep them. Because somebody else will. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to... Uh... It's tough to it's tough to predict. Uh, to, to, you try to pay for future uh, performance, not past performance, uh, which, which in yep. the Mets' case is that the I think they they did a good job with the Tom Degrom to go screw, or, or he told I them agree. to go screw. But whatever, yeah. I'm not, not not really upset because his best years are, are behind, not ahead. And Verlander for two years made a lot more sense. I yeah. agree. I agree, 100. percent That was a great deal. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, go Celtics, uh, number one team. Uh, very good. Must, go must Celtics. be nice. Celtics so and Bruins. Them. You, guys, you guys are trying to do what the Knicks uh, Rangers did in 94. Might have two teams in the finals. Good, good for yeah. Boston. And then the Red go. Sox. All right, so <laughs> for Mr. D'Amato and for Cowboy Senior, I'm the Cowboy. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone, and we'll be back. Stay Bravo. safe. Stay safe.